welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, I have a returning guest this time, Mr. Steve Friedman. So we're going to get into some things because, of course, he definitely is going to bring us more into the world of introversion and how it works. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back. So guys, you know, I am always excited when I have a repeat guest and believe it or not, I I was shocked to get another request by this person to be on my show. So I am talking about none other than Steve Friedman, who is just like so amazing and always talks about being an introvert and he actually dispelled a lot of things on introverts the last time he was here but he's here to drop some more gems so Steve please introduce yourself to the people that may not have known you from the last time well first thank you so much for having me on again um I love the discussion we had um recently on the first um first time together. And uh, so thanks again for having me on. I love what you do and love connecting with your audience. Uh, Real briefly, my background is um, 30 years in corporate America, most of which I struggled with understanding introversion and applying my um, skills as an introvert in in, uh, corporate America. And since then, I've retired and kind of paired that experience and definitely a learning experience with my um, passion and belief that introverts have so much power that we need to give ourselves and give the world. And so I'm excited to talk about how introverts can really um, perhaps overcome some of their own personal challenges, um, specifically at work, and be part of the leadership leadership solution for, uh, for companies these days. Perfect. So, okay. And, and I know we've gone over this before, but for many of those that may not know from the first time, can you explain why an introvert is not a recluse or a hermit or somebody that just doesn't go out in public? Oh, you know, I, I, I love that. And I think, and we talked a lot in the first session and we could talk for a long time about um, demystifying the stigmas of introversion because they're all around. They're in 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 thesauruses and dictionaries. They're in our generally extroverted culture, especially in uh, in the U.S. And it gets embedded into the brain, not just of extroverts but of introverts. And it really holds us back. Um, the fact is that introverts, like anybody else, have a wide variety of strengths. Our strengths are different from other people's strengths but strengths and talents nonetheless. And if we can really understand those, then it helps for us ourselves to to debunk those things and become stronger for it and contribute because um, we're not, I mean, everybody's different and it is a spectrum or a continuum where there are people that are very extroverted, very introverted and whatnot, but introverts are not recluses and antisocials. 
Generally, we just need to do it our way, which for most introverts means we do like to um, engage with other people, but it's usually smaller groups for smaller periods of time, oftentimes in areas that we're familiar with. And then when we're done, we, we might oftentimes need to re-energize um, by, by spending some time alone or by um, doing some of our own hobbies that help us to kind of reconnect with ourselves. And then we can be ready to go out and engage with other people again. It's just different from extroverts, but it is something that I think many people struggle with. But we should, um, as, as soon as we um, reconcile that and understand how we engage with other people um, in a positive way, then I think it brings such uh, joy and satisfaction to introverts and enables them to stop trying to be somebody else, but just be themselves. Exactly, exactly. I always tell people I am an ambivert with introvert tendencies. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about these leadership roles, because I think the other thing that is really thought of is because of the idea we have around introverts, we always think of them as non-leadership material because we always think of leaders as the the go-getters the ones that are just like yeah and I can lead the charge and lead the team so let, let's talk about how introverts can be leaders um sure so uh, so I um address this in my um my book that's just coming out called the corporate introvert how to lead and thrive with confidence and um I did a lot of research um, and put it into the book because and learned a lot of stuff about um, about it and find that the timing is just so critical and opportunistic for introverts because corporate America especially is going through a leadership transformation. And these days there's a huge leadership gap that is continuing to expand. And so what is a leadership gap? It's, it's kind of quantity and quality. So, you know, I was surprised to find out that every day, 10,000 baby boomers are retiring from the workforce. Um, and, and that's probably even more due to COVID over the last um, year and a half or so. Right, right. And so companies, 70% um, of companies at Forbes um, uh, polled said that they have a leadership gap. They don't have people in the pipeline to fill leadership roles now, let alone over the next decade plus. And so they're looking for how they can fill that gap. They're also looking at quality and saying that in order to lead, the talents that were needed in the past are changing. Um, you know, many of us probably worked in, in uh, organizations or for teams that had a command and control type of leader. And they were viewed as the consummate leader. They were decisive, they were loud, they were um, energetic. And, um, but oftentimes they led by that command and control. That's changed a lot over the last um, decade or more. And most of the successful teams and consultants would say that the skills you need today are much more collaborative, that you work well with teams, you listen, you look at um, a balance of different sides of an issue in order to make the best decisions. You use your own creativity and thoughtfulness, you lead with empathy with your staff and provide a strong example of that. And frankly, those talents that I just mentioned, those are oftentimes talents represented highly in the introvert community. Uh, we did a, um, a introvert talent quiz on my website 
which is still open. So you can check out the quiz and take that. It's free and all that sort of stuff at beyondintroversion.com. And we had over 1300 people take it. And these are the kind of, of talents and skills that introverts um, uh, have. And they're actually the talents and skills that are in demand to make these future, these current and future teams stronger, representing the um, employees, but also the customers that the companies are trying to serve. So the opportunity is there for us to fill this leadership gap, not just by numbers, but by, um, by skill set. I really think that, I mean, a lot, a lot of what the discussion has been, especially in the corporate arena over the last decade or more has been around diversity and inclusion. And, you know, very well um, timed, I mean, certainly quite late actually, but there's been a lot of progress on that. Um, and introversion is actually part of that wave of change. Um, it's not as superficial as some of the other um, aspects of DNI, but it's that um, diversity of thought and perspective. And so in order for teams and companies to really develop the best solutions for their customers, you want to have people that have all sorts of different backgrounds. And, um, and regardless of whether that's race or gender or country of origin, but also in how you think and process things and come up with solutions. And so all those suggest that the opportunity is now for introverts to help fill the gap that companies are struggling to fill. Uh, introverts are actually about half of the world population and of most corporate uh, settings as well. So we're there, we just tend to fly under the radar. And so it's really time for introverts to stand up and, and proudly say, you know, I'm ready, I can do this, and I want to have the opportunity to lead. Now, okay, having the opportunity to lead, how would you say a person begin this because let's you, you were you were also saying they also tend to be a lot of team players so how would you say okay this is my time to shine what what can a person do when they actually realize that they're an introvert and realize hey you know what I may really want that position of leadership mm-hmm. you know I want to be the supervisor I want to be the manager I want to be the team lead you know, how do they say, you know, because, you know, this is not the person that's just going to barge into the office and say, hey, you know, uh, I want this. (laughs) So how do they do that? Yeah, I think the challenge of what and why, um, so not to throw out a bunch of numbers, but less than 10% of leadership at any level are introverts, according to some polls. And so we're very underrepresented. And the reason I think in answering your question is twofold. One is maybe we're not given the opportunity because most leaders therefore are extroverts and people tend to hire people that are like them, right? That they get along with, they feel like they're similar to them. And so extroverts tend to hire extroverts. Um, That's just human nature. Um, But there's opportunities um, that need to be um, uh, discovered and explored by all leaders. The other challenge is that introverts oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes lack confidence because, uh, you know, we're, we're not the majority as far as the people you see, whether it's on TV or in current leadership positions, um, like the extroverts. And so we're challenged with that. So, so, you know, your question is right, that how do we as introverts 
um, step up and take those steps to, to, um, to offer our services and be qualified leaders. Um, I would say first thing is for introverts that are just kind of discovering that they're introverts is really to learn, which is one of those things that introverts tend to like to do. They like to read and learn, they're curious, but we need to learn about what introversion is and is not. And then we need to learn about what introversion is to us. What are our strengths? so that we can, we can realize that it's not a curse like many people, including many introverts, including myself when I was younger, felt like it was, but it's actually a blessing. There's lots of strengths. Until we understand the strengths that we have, then it's hard for us to stand up tall and say, I'm gonna do this, whether it's go into a meeting, leading a project or being a team leader, I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna do it my way. Well, you have to understand what is your way Generally, it's, it's got to be leaning on our strengths, not trying to lean on what other people do as models, but lean on our own strengths. And, um, and that oftentimes means we need to uh, prepare more, prepare for meetings. Uh, doing ad hoc um, commentary in meetings is really hard for many introverts. And so, you know, preparing for those meetings, understand what's on the agenda, what points I would like to share, what points or questions I have, uh, those sort of things. Preparing for social events. Who's going to be there? Um, who would I have some things in common with? Maybe checking them out on social media to have a few items that I'd like to ask or bring to the table that help me to get into some of the conversations. So it's really understanding our strengths and then applying them. And um, I also think that one of the biggest opportunities and it's a really hard thing to fathom, but it it's, makes a world of difference. Probably my number one recommendation is that introverts need to proclaim their introversion. I'm not saying that you go get a billboard on your local interstate highway and state that you're an introvert, but I do think that uh, the opportunity is there in small groups, maybe one-on-ones with starting with friends and expanding to your manager to share that, hey, I'm an introvert. I'm proud to be an introvert. Here are the, some of the things that I think I'm really strong at. I might not be the loudest person in the room, but I am observing the room. I am um, thinking about lots of different um, aspects of a particular issue. And I build relationships one-on-one, -on -one, not, not in mass, but those relationships tend to be deeper and stronger. And so those are some of the talents that I bring to the table um, because I think, why is it important to share that with others at work? Because if we don't, we're hiding. We're, um, I mean, I did it for decades where I pretended to be an extrovert. I tried to do things that other people did that I thought would lead to um, leadership positions, but it was a struggle because it was not my authentic self. And so um, once you do that, then you get the elephant out of the room. You're able to be yourself. You're able to use your strengths and not worry about what other people are doing. And frankly, the team needs that. They need the, the loud people, the extroverts, but they also need the thoughtful, uh, collaborative introverts to be part of their solution. So that, that's probably the biggest suggestion I would have for the audience. So in other words, here's one of the things that I will say is the the pretending to mimic an extrovert mm -hmm. now i think that is one of the hardest things to do because you're really out of your comfort zone yeah what in what ways will a person see that a or can a person 
how can I put it? Can a person align themselves or be an ally to an introvert when they realize, you know, this is out of their comfort zone? They're, 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 they're trying to mimic what they see or what they think that I want as an extrovert. Oh, so, um, yeah, I think that, I think, again, a lot of it starts with an introvert sharing who they are. Um, I, I retired after 30 years and I had a party with a lot of people from across my career. And I shared with them that I was working on a book on introversion in the room of dozens went quiet because they, they had no idea that I was an introvert. And I've worked with many of these people, you know, uh, travel, worked on teams, uh, had meals with many of these people for years, and they didn't realize that. And so if they didn't know I was an introvert, how are they going to um, be an ally for me? And, and uh, so, again, really important to share that in your career. Once you do that, then it's, it's not that we're asking for a handout or for pity. We're just saying, this is, these are my strengths, like you have your strengths. And what would help for us as introverts are, you know, uh, meeting agendas. That's great. I mean, meeting agendas, pre-read if it's a really uh, long, complex meeting so that we can prepare for those meetings. Um, I think it's a lot of it is just providing the introvert with the flexibility to do things their way. Don't prescribe how it needs to be done. Just come to an agreement on what are the objectives of a project or of your job, and then let us do it our way. So, um, you know, might be to develop relationships with customers. Well, some people are gonna go to big events, parties, conventions, cocktail hours, and meet people and walk away with a stack of business cards. And that's perfectly fine. Um, I tried to do that for years, and, but that was just not me. And what I realized later was for me, and I think for many introverts, I set up meetings um, in advance of events with one or two other people from other companies. And sometimes I brought somebody along from my company to kind of be my, my meeting buddy, but other times I did it myself because in small groups, I was comfortable and I developed those relationships. And so it takes a longer period of time to do that on a one-on-one -on -one sort of basis, but those relationships were deeper and, um, and a lot more collaborative with my counterparty. And so I think the biggest thing that allies can do once they know that you are an introvert is give you the flexibility to socialize your way, lead meetings your way and lead teams your way. And, and authenticity is such a great thing. And um, if you can be authentic, no matter who you are at work, you're gonna be much healthier and happier. And other people are gonna see that and feel that, uh, um, uh, uh, authenticity and embrace that as somebody that they know themselves and they're able to lead quite well. We need this person in our group or organization. Wow. That is so awesome. That is so awesome. Now let's go back to the point of mental and emotional preparedness, mm -hmm. because I know, I know you said, in other words, especially when going for that leadership role saying, Hey, you know what, this is what I want. This is this is me. This is my time. This is my time to shine. So what is one way that, you know, well, not one way, but what is the thing that can help with the emotional preparedness or the mental preparedness of, you know, cause like I said, this person is not going to say, you know what, there's a promotion. That's me. You know, that, that, that's, that's usually not most people, but extroverts are like that extreme extroverts are like that. So 
what is one of the what it what are things that a, an introvert can help once once they realize because let, let's be real not everybody recognize re- recognizes that they're an introvert or have introverted tendencies so mm-hmm. what is one way or some ways that they can prepare themselves so i think mindfulness is such a critical thing it's a common topic these days But for introverts, it's really critical because we are by nature and definition, very introspective people. So we get inside our head and we think about things, we ruminate about past experiences. And we oftentimes are very challenging on, oh, I should have done this different or better. And why did I do it that way? And why couldn't I have been more social like like Sue over there or whatnot? And then we think about things in the future and, oh my gosh, there's so many things that I have to worry about, these meetings and all these other things I have to worry about. Um, And the real um, important thing on mindfulness is to try and put those in context and then and be kind to yourself and then really focus on the here and now. So um, uh, I think that preparedness is really important. So thinking about how can I be prepared for whatever's coming in my day? Um, If it's a meeting, how can I prepare my topics? Um, If it's a social, how can I prepare to have that discussion and to mentally think about that. Um, We oftentimes get so bogged down with things that are in our head. One of the things I talk about is um, really taking some time to understand what is in our control and what is out of our control because we spend so much time thinking about things that frankly, we can't do anything about. You know, I I can't make uh, Bill over there uh, love me and I can't uh, make my manager give me a, um, a promotion what is in my control is I can come prepared, I can work hard, I can develop relationships my way. And so I think that having the mindset of, I'm gonna figure out what's in my control and that's what I'm gonna focus on makes a big difference. The, the other thing I'll mention is, um, is self-compassion. I think that's important for anybody, but for introverts in particular, we uh, can oftentimes be challenged by that. Most people, um, introvert or extrovert, will find that um, if they write down the things they think about or talk about themselves, it can be really negative. We, are, we can be horrible bullies to ourselves. If we switch that around and we spend more time talking about the, the things that we've done that are positive and giving ourselves reinforcement, I will do well in this meeting. I know I can do it. I know my stuff. Um, then it makes a world of difference in changing our mindset from being kind of our own bully to our own cheerleader. Um, so I really think, especially in advance of challenging uh, events or, or uh, experiences that you take a little bit of time out and boost your own ego and recognize we're not going for perfection. You know, um, we may not be the perfect order or perfect socialite, but we're going for something that has impact. So I want to meet people and develop those uh, positive relationships. I might not be the smoothest person at the uh, cocktail table or at the dinner table with a couple of other people, but I just want to um, do it my way. And then I want to celebrate the effort. You know, it, it's not just about getting to uh, number one. It's just celebrating the effort and uh, providing ourselves with the mindset that we can do it. And we are doing it actually, you know, our journey is a long journey. We have all of our life for a journey. And so if we support ourselves along the way, instead of knock ourselves down, it gives us such a great ability to let our true selves come out and be the leader or the um, parent or the um, friend that we really want to be. 
Yeah. Wow. So, okay. There is something that I want to ask because, and this goes toward leadership, even though it doesn't seem like it. Now we are taught all the time to celebrate accolades and, you know, being number one, but how does a person or a parent, should I say, with an introverted child, because I know it's like, you know, a lot of times we want them to, you know, why aren't you joining up for track and field or why aren't you, you know, why aren't you doing first chair in orchestra and not realizing that, yes, your child is talented, but they're more of a team player. How do we, how do we as parents celebrate that? Like those little moments where, you know, just the simple fact that they've made the orchestra, they've tried, they're, they're part of, they're part of something, but not being first chair may not be their first, you know, their first thing. How do, how do, how do parents help foster, should I say leadership or, or, or even celebrate their child being an introvert once they realize what they're dealing with? Yeah, I I think that's a great question because introversion is really an innate uh, quality that we're born with and it develops into a strength um, based on the support we have from other people. And so if we get that in our early childhood, largely from parents or teachers and friends, then we become stronger earlier. And if we don't get that or we get parents and teachers trying to tell us, oh, you're shy and you need to do this and I'm going to kind of force you into doing these sort of things, whether it's certain activities or socializing like other people do, then it really pushes us back and our our journey back a lot. Uh, What can people around us do? Uh, You know, I think regardless of whether we're introverts or extroverts, I really think it's helpful to not, um, not be competitive with other people, but be competitive with ourselves, right? So I don't need to be number one on the team, but I do want to Um, There are things I want to learn or hobbies I want to do or sports I may want to do. And I want to just, I want to do it my way. And um, I think that parents and and support group need to provide that support. And they also need to provide the interest, right? So, I mean, I know as a parent early on, I um, exposed my son to uh, um, soccer and to basketball and t-ball and he didn't really like it I mean part of it was he was an introvert but part of it was he he just wasn't very athletic and I realized through the process that that you know it's great to expose them and give them an opportunity and, and see if they love it but if they don't that's okay I mean it's not it's not anything to ride some people on or to try and force them to be that basketball player if that's not what they have a passion for um, a few years later, my son found um, music and he found that he loved to sing and play the piano and he's really good at it. Um, and it's his gateway to being able to meet people. It's given him confidence and joy. And isn't that what we're after is trying to give our, our kids confidence and joy. And um, so it really is, I think, for a parent or other people around introverts in this, in this particular case, to try and understand what we enjoy doing, try and expose us to a lot of stuff so we can find that source of joy and then support that and let them run with that. 
And so if I had said, no, you can't play the piano because I want you to go out and play football and go hang out with people in the neighborhood, he would have been miserable. And he would have missed out on such an opportunity, not just for his childhood, but I'm convinced that all his life, this is going to be something that he just really enjoys and he um, uh, thrives with. And so I think that is something that we need to think about is it's not about trying to compete with others. It's about doing things our way, finding out what our strengths are and, and how we can support those and how we can support other people in their own journey to be their best selves. And then we get confident people that can, um, can bring their unique perspectives to the table. Wow. So guys, you're hearing it here. Now I do have another question about parenting and it's the adverse, which is what happens if you are an introvert parent and you have a very extremely extrovert child who is extremely social, wants to do everything. And it's like, you know, they're in everything, they're competing in everything. And you're, you're trying to find your way. Like, uh, we have another competition. There's another tournament. There's mm -hmm. another banquet. There's another homecoming. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it can be overwhelming, can it? It can be overwhelming for anybody, but certainly for introverts who want to have some degree of time to, we need to re-energize. And so when things are going at um, 90 miles an hour, it's really hard to re-energize. And sometimes it's hard to relate to people that are so different from ourselves, even if they are our kids or our sibling. But, you know, I think um, in both cases, we just need to listen and support. I believe um, if, if my child is an introvert, I need to listen to them and support their approaches and celebrate what are successes for them. And if they're an extrovert, then I need to listen and understand what are their, their passions and, and interests, and I need to support that. I mean, you know, there, there may get to a point where you say, well, you can't be in five different things with events all weekend long. So either there's a divide and conquer with your, your spouse or significant other, or there's some prioritization um, around that. But, you know, I wouldn't want to force my extrovert to be introverted any more than I'd want to force my introvert to be extroverted. So it's just a matter of, of support. But, you know, there's so many studies out there that say that that early years, even, you know, when they're five, let alone when they're uh, teenagers are so formative for the rest of their lives and so right, right. they are. So it's really critical for us to, to try and be flexible and supportive um, even at their earliest ages, because it, it does make a difference. And, you know, we all want the best for our kids. We may not realize that how much of an impact we're making when they're so young, but, but we are. So, you guys are listening. You guys are hearing. I told you he was going to drop some gems. I told you he was going to drop some gems. So let us know the name of your book because this is your second book, correct? It is. It is. My first book was um, a memoir and really helped me to dive into who I was. Some of the things that we've talked about to really understand. And it took me a long time, right? I just wrote my memoir when I was uh, in my early 50s. And so it took me decades to really understand who I was and dispel myths. Um, but this last uh, book that's actually coming out uh, today on October 6th is called The Corporate Introvert how to lead and thrive with confidence. 
And it really pairs my experiences um, at work, leadership experiences, struggles and triumphs with um, my just deep belief that introverts have so much to bring to the table and we need to discover that ourselves and then we need to share that with other people. So um, very excited about the, uh, the book. It's got lots of uh, tips and models for how you can change your life. So I think it's really something you, you would read through to learn about different aspects of how you can apply things to uh, your work environment. And it's also a bit of a reference guide when you have meetings or you have uh, job changes or leadership opportunities that you can uh, reference. How can you as an introvert, especially uh, navigate through those waters and be successful and proud and happy? So um, both of my books are available on Amazon and they're also available at my website, uh, which is beyondintroversion.com. And you can find weekly blogs and quizzes and other resources for introverts, as well as uh, links to my book. So um, check it out. So you heard it here first. Steve, as always, it's been amazing having you. And I can't wait to read your book. I can't wait to, you know, get all this going. You know, I, I, I think you really help dispel a lot of myths that we have. And I really have to say thank you for that because unfortunately we only go as, you know, as seen on TV. So thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you. And thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. And, you know, my, my journey was a long journey to kind of figure out who I was. And so my real hope is that I can help other people to accelerate their own journey, to recognize their strengths and bring those forward to the people that they, they love and they work with. So um, thanks for uh, giving me the time to, to share that message and um, for everything else that you're doing. Thank you. So did you hear all those gems that Steve was dropping? Oh my goodness. Of course, all of his information will be in the show notes so you won't miss a thing. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. Hi, this is Michelle Miller from Mentors on the Mic podcast, and you're listening to Coupon Queen Pin.